Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 730 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live, Iron Man edition. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by Ben Funky Askren, James Dean Raider, and David Dylan Duncan Bray. What's up, guys? What's up, Ben? You're laughing already. When you said when you said Iron Man edition, I'm like, what is the reference that Christian is making to the movie Iron Man? I'm not really sure because I never watched those movies. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> well, I think it's about the wrestling tournament. I, you're right, and I also have not seen those movies. Um, okay. So we're on the same page. So I cannot make any of those Iron Man references, which is very convenient because there will be no confusion on this show today. Watch Jesuit Iron Man get started tomorrow. Tomorrow. tomorrow tomorrow you're going i'll be there okay we got a squad going um seeds came out what are the we're gonna get into a couple of things we're gonna talk iron man we're gonna talk uh bedlam we got the picks for jd ben and i and um i'm gonna pull away in that but let's start with with some iron man so the seeds came out what's the what's the big stories david well, I mean, I think the biggest story, you got to look at the 190 pound weight class. That's the one we got to talk about first. Um, okay, hold, hold, wait, hold on. Let's before we start. They're, they're using their own weight classes? I mean, I'm all for it. I really <laughs> like, the, I like the switch they made, but they made these up, right? Uh, I think these are new Ohio weights. There's, it's uh, the new Ohio schedule. States, uh, states are branching off and doing Ohio, whatever they, they like, want. So now at this point, Ohio, Michigan, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, right? They all have weight class. Weight classes that are different than the national weight classes. Wow. So, yeah, so like it's going to be kind of crazy because you'll watch Iron Man this week, Beast of the East next week, and then Powerade the week after that. And you're going to see weight classes shifting and shuffling. And That's- it's, yeah, it causes kids to make some decisions. It causes coaches to s- decide how to arrange their lineup each time um, in some different ways. So it's, it's going to be kind of, uh, you know, it'll have some, some interesting results because you'll get matches wow. that you probably wouldn't have seen otherwise. Yeah. Like, that's and that's partly what makes this 190 bracket so good. Um, so but yeah, it's bizarre. Well, I, I got two more questions for you because you're your high school, high school expert. Well, okay, number one, I like it because I guess this first one is a statement. I like it because there's more weight classes in the middle and less up top, which is positive. But 
Um, what about the weight descent plans? Like Wisconsin has this really strict weight descent plan. I believe it's percent and a half per week. And so if you're going from, say, a 175 to a 170, you couldn't make that in a week. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that okay. that's one of the that's one of the byproducts of this. Um, mm. You could weigh in light, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, for but sure. Yeah, that's it's a man. It's one of the weird byproducts of everyone just freelancing on whatever weights they think feel good in the country. It's, it seems like we got to just pick the fourteen weights and just go with it. Yeah, yeah, mm. it is. Yeah, I don't know. It is. You don't like it, Christian. You don't like it. Uh, no. Well, this week it's these fourteen weights. Next week it's these fourteen weights, and I don't yeah. know. The sport, it's hard enough to follow high school wrestling. States rights, now CP. There's, <laughs> I, I'm all for states' rights, um, but uh, yeah, it's a fair counterpoint. But I just think I think it's hard enough to cover to follow these sports and this yeah. sport in particular. And, yeah, let's get on the same page. It's just sort of a strange thing. Well, it's going to make for really oh. challenging rankings decisions afterwards too, right? I mean, think of it like this, this, these brackets where you have guys coming from two different weights and neither of them weighed in exactly like at the weight. They're right in the middle. Uh, yeah. You know, what do you do with a what do you do with a 160-pounder who goes 157 versus a 160-pounder who goes 165 versus a 170-pounder who goes sure. 165? Like, I, you know, it's going to be, going to be yeah. kind of tricky. It yeah, definitely, definitely tricky. I guess you got to figure out what happens afterwards where mm-hmm. they wrestled uh, to figure out that. But what 190 is the toughest weight. Get into that a little bit. All right, so we got the heavy hitters. We got two number ones here. We got Jack Waymeyer, who's number Whoa. one at 182. Dylan Feshback, who's number one at 195. Uh, on top of that, you got Ryland Rogers, who's your two seed. Mm. Seth Shoemate's your three seed. Those guys are incredible. Then then Hayden Walters, Jude Correa. Um, all those guys are top ten in their – in their weight classes. And so uh, I, I'm super curious to see how this one goes. Um, Fishback got the win over Gavin Nelson at who's number one. He won Fargo this summer. Ryland Rogers, people know he's a Michigan commit. He is he is super technical. Yeah. It, li- it looks like a guy as close to a, a, you know watching a chess match as it can with Rogers. He's just so tactical making these decisions. Shoemate, big, giant, strong guy. He's he's won this tournament before as a sophomore. Right. Um, and now going to try to do it again as a senior. Then you got Waymeyer. So that's um, going to be a quarter, one versus one, or uh, semi, I mean? Yeah. Looking like a semi. Why? How, what went into the seating logic there? I think seating-wise, they, they probably – well, I, I kind of get it in some ways because I think 95, which is where the top three seeds are coming from, mm-hmm. has been a deeper weight class from like postseason last year through, through now. Uh, so I think that's probably what it is. I also think that – I don't know. Uh, there is a there is a logic that says until somebody proves it at the new weight, they you know they don't get the seat. I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to that logic, but I understand that it exists, and so that probably some of that is going on as well here. That these guys are one ninety five pounders, the eighty two pounders kind of coming up. Um, so I think there's probably some of that at play. In the Hold on, isn't this one of those tournaments? You can correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't this one of those tournaments which uh, and, and Iron Man they have the right to, but there's some high school tournaments which Factor in how people did at their specific tournament more than almost anything else. Mm-hmm. Is that one? Is this one of those? I don't know for sure if that comes into play. But like you said, yep. if it had, uh, you know, it, it could. I think if it does come into play, it probably did less this year than in the past because we didn't get this tournament last year. Um, Got it. So, sure, sure. So, I know yeah. it. Um, I'm thinking. I know in the past that that did hold weight. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know the Iron Man seating well, criteria. Like, but I think it was that. I remember one year when like Micah Jordan was like. Got a really bad seed, and he was, 
you know, he ended up winning the tournament, but he didn't have a, a strong seed. And he had like Chisco early or something like that, who was a lot of people's pick. Yeah. So I think that can happen sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah. You look at a few, a few weights you guys have is like you have 144. Your ranked number six is the seven seed, and then your ranked number thirteen is all the way down to twelve below a bunch of non-seeded guys. Yep. Yeah, and that's another case of somebody somebody coming up. So you're talking about one forty four. Uh one forty four. There are actually two guys that are ranked number six because there's a, a thirty eight pounder and a forty forty five pounder. Um so yeah, Jack Crook. He's he's coming up. But it's I think one of the things too that happens seeding wise is like when you're trying to evaluate all these kids, one of the one of the quicker ways to do it is look at tournament placings, not just at Ironman, but but maybe like Fargo Super yeah. Thirty Two. Jack yeah. Crook has some really good head-to-head wins um, in the last you know in the last year, year and a half, but hasn't done as well at the the big tournaments as some of these other guys have. So mm. um, so I get that that too. But but yeah, I mean, one ninety five yeah. is it's a match that I it's a matchup between. Well, there are a bunch of matchups here that I think are really cool. Um, the six seed Drew Correa is a guy that maybe a lot of people aren't aware of yet because he's just a freshman. He's a kid at Wyoming Sam wow. who, uh, yeah, he didn't he didn't place at Fargo was one you know four or five matches didn't place, but he's he's improving so rapidly. He was fourth at Super Thirty Two, had some really big wins, and last week was actually in a tournament with Jack Waymeyer. They were going to meet in the finals. But Malvern Prep, they had, they did kind of the thing with a couple guys that uh, that you see happen with college guys, where they wrestle a couple matches and then and then pull out of the tournament. Um, Waymeyer and Correa were going to meet in the finals, but Waymeyer injury defaulted, so we didn't get to see that match. But Correa, like this kid, is is coming on strong. Um, if he plays sixth, right where he's seated, that would still be fine and acceptable. But something tells me he may be ready to 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 knock off one of these guys that's ahead of him. So he's a freshman, ranked number eight at one ninety. Yep. Or what one 182. 182. Yep. That's pretty rare. Pretty rare. For a freshman. Especially this is early in the his freshman year. It's not even the new year. Yeah. Yeah, he had a couple top ten wins at, at Super Thirty Two that launched him way up. And um so yeah, that kid pay attention to him. That'll do the trick. What's the team race looking like here? So team race is gonna be you know the three the three teams you would probably expect uh are are gonna be Blair Academy, Wyoming, Sim, Malvern Prep. I think Malvern and Sim are the two teams that are probably the front front runners. Each of those teams is going to be missing a couple starters. The the starters that Wyoming Sim are missing would have had a, probably a bigger impact than the starters that Malvern is missing. They're missing Meyer Shapiro, who mm. would have been the one seed at 144, and they're also missing Joe Seeley, who probably would have been like a two or a three seed at at 150. So missing those two guys definitely doesn't help. Um, so Malvern's missing. I can't remember a couple a couple guys. Maybe I think Reed Fulmer and and uh, Duncan Christensen, who would have been like probably eight, nine, ten seated somewhere in there. Uh, so I think Malvern is probably the front runner. That's that's the team that I would expect to win. But uh, yeah, we'll see for sure. Best potential matchup, one you're most excited about uh, outside of 190. Um, so at 175, there's a matchup we would have seen at who's number one in the four man. We didn't see it there. It could be a final. James Rowley, Gabe yeah. Arnold. We saw this match in February at a at a tournament called Rumble Arizona in Arizona. Um, <clears throat> that in that matchup, Gabe Arnold got three takedowns to none. He won it like seven to three or seven to four. They haven't wrestled since then, but both were at cadet trials, and Rowley won the whole thing. Then Rowley went on to be a cadet world finalist. He was a, he was a world silver medalist. Um, 
Arnold was seventh in that bracket. He lost to Ryder Rogatsky a couple times. <clears throat> and so so Rowley moved ahead of him in the rankings at that point. But head-to-head, it's been Arnold. Uh, but they've, I think, both made a lot of improvements since February. So that's a match we would have seen it. Who's number one? Didn't get it. Rowley was hurt. Now that's that's on tap for a potential final. And uh, I think it's it's fairly likely to happen. Awesome. And uh, PJ Duke, getting another look at him. Is he a pretty big favorite here? I think he's a big favorite. The big question for Duke is he's up from 126, where he was just, whatever, five weeks ago. Now he's at 138. So how much of a difference does that make? Um, Can he adjust? I think he's a a pretty big favorite here. Duke was number one at 126. He's number four at 138 because that's a weight class that has Jesse Mendez, has Casey Swiderski. Um, So it's, it's a tougher weight class nationally. But I still think Duke is, you know, I think he's, Probably the favorite here. If he wins this tournament convincingly, then then it's like, man, what do we got to do to make a match with Duke and Swiderski or Duke and Mendez happen? I would I would love to see those matches. If if he looks as good here as I think he probably will. Um, one match I'm looking forward to: 57 Ferrari and Ryder could be a lot of fun. Uh, PJ Duke obviously on the gains, gains a clock Ferrari. That one makes sense. It's perfect. Dude, that match, yeah, JD, I'm super interested in that match at 157. I hope we see it. Um, Angelo Ferrari and Zach Ryder are two super sophomores, two guys that that are making a big impact on the national level. Both guys are top 10 in the country. And Ryder kind of announced himself during his freshman year. He's a big, strong freshman. And, and was getting a lot of really high-level wins. Ferrari last year, was he was kind of, you know, in and out of the rankings. When he was in, it was around 18 to 20. Then he would, you know, he would take a loss and fall out. But at Super 32, he, he seemed like he had really made a giant improvement. He was third place there. The one loss he had was a, a, an ultimate rideout match to Jonathan Lay, and he got that match back, uh, and then a whole bunch of other really excellent wins. And so... So that now the question is like, was that the right tournament at the right time for Ferrari, or are we going to keep see him keep seeing him up and to the right? Um, I think we'll find out to a certain extent this weekend. And uh, that those two guys, they, they are both very solid positionally, really hard to score on. Probably looking like a one takedown match, and one that that you know could set up a a rivalry for for years to come. So very curious about that one. Any uh, thoughts if, if Zan Fugit could go with Mark Anthony McGowan? I So McGowan... We haven't d- seen him in a while. We haven't seen him yeah. at, in a while, and we really haven't seen him on a national level at 120. He... The last big like national level tournament he competed in was Cadet okay, Trials, yeah. and that was at whatever kilo, whatever many kilo, like one, around one thirteen, I think. Yeah, around one thirteen. Um, he was going to wrestle at who's number one against Nate Jezeroga. That was going to be a rematch. He was injured, so we really haven't seen him at one twenty, and that's the question for me. Uh, the The matchup that I actually think so Z- Zanfu gets super good. I I think he's a very hard hand fighter. That could be an interesting match, but the one I kind of think we may end up seeing in the finals could be Ben Davino. He's at the sixth seed. Oh yeah. I think Davino so it would be a Davino Campbell quarterfinal. That's a really competitive match. Not sure who comes out there. Kind of wouldn't surprise me if so Davino and then and then uh Davino Fugit semi is also really interesting. Or Campbell Fugit, but Davino is interesting to me because he's a guy that seeks those big matches. He was up 4-0 on Jezeroga in the quarterfinals of Super 32, like came out guns blazing, got the takedown, got a tilt at the end of the first, plus the <laughs> complete first period ride out. And so 
uh, the guy, man, the guy just like he's motivated by these big matches, and so I, I don't know. It's you know he would have to pull off a couple upsets on the way to McGowan, but if we see that match, I think he may be the guy in the field that has the best chance of beating McGowan. Got it. Got it. But the, I mean, the other thing too about about McGowan's path. He's got Kale Lauritsen in the semis if everything goes to seed. And Lauritsen's a guy with like a ton of international style success, Greco freestyle guy. So he can make life really miserable on people. Um, super hard hand fighter, can push guys around the mat, and big physical guy. So Lauritsen, is, is he's no slouch as well. So I think that semi could be really competitive with McGowan if it happens. You can't forget about Kyle Snyder. He's yeah. from Dagestan. I saw that. <laughs> so funny. That guy probably had no idea. Uh, same weight class. They named him Kyle. I'm like, oh, that's a great name, Kyle. You know, and then, oh wait, he's like <laughs> the best wrestler of a generation, and he's around your size. Kind of How old would Kyle Snyder have been when this Kyle Snyder was born? There's no way, right? He, no way they knew. Him. They would have had to. They would have had to follow his Pee Wee career. Yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> so and they spelled Snyder wrong. So they did smell it clearly. Yeah. That is that they is botched their homework. Big mistake. Um, uh, so Iron Man, exciting. Anything else? Um, I one twenty six is is a weight class. I think people are going to be super interested in um, four, five, six in the country are, are the top three seeds: Cannon Webster, Vincent Robinson, Sergio Lemley. All Illinois guys. Ooh. All ha, you know clashes of styles. Webster and Robinson met twice at Super Thirty Two, and they were it was a tale of two <laughs> matches. Webster won both, but one the third place match was kind of high scoring. Guys were letting it fly. Uh, their their match in the quarters was really tight and competitive, but um, Webster got the better of that one. And then Robinson Robinson beat Lemley, but I think any any one of those three guys absolutely capable of winning it. And also Gabe Wisenhunt from Crescent Valley. That's a I mean that's a super strong program uh, out of Oregon. Wisenhunt had a little bit of a down performance at at Super 32 and then was was actually hurt by the end of it but he's a guy that has been top 5 and so if he you know pulled in and won this whole thing and and launched himself back into the top 5 in the country it wouldn't surprise me one bit so that weight class I think is is one that people are going to want to circle so Friday and Saturday Iron Man live on flow make sure you're tuning in JD's going to be there John Kozak who else is going Andy Hamilton yeah mm-hmm. big Andy there is an Iron Man match that I'm looking for out there. If anyone has footage from it, it's from a very long time ago. It's a one Kyle Brackey versus Tony Ramos. <laughs> I'm looking for the footage. I, I you can oh, find a Julius Brackey. I don't think uh, I don't think we have that one. I don't think that exists. I, that's why I'm I'm crowdsourcing. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone was in the stands. Why you want? Why you want the background of another match? You know, they're trying to film this match. This is from my own personal library. This is yeah, your own. (laughs) He has his own personal library. Okay. Wow. Ben, I have I have an Iron Man related question for you. Let's do it. All right, so we've got a Missouri commit in the mix, Ryan Borsma. The man is the big man, gigantic. And I'm more of him. He's very elite. You know, you know him. You've you've talked about him before. He we could see a final with Borsma and Feldman, and. Nick Feldman, you know, he's number one in the country, number one pound for pound. Uh, but he hasn't wrestled an elite high school guy that's like the full size. Um, what, yeah. How do you see that match going? Is you get Borsma any shot there? Not really. No yeah. way. Uh, I mean, Borsma struggled uh, with Ben Kaczynski, one of our guys' movement. Um, I think the first time Ben wrestled him at, I don't know. Uh, it was I, I know the match. I was coaching the match. It was in the Dell's Dome. Ben got out to a lead, and I think he he kept going underneath him, and I think he underestimated how big this dude was. 
And, but the second time he wrestled him, he was able to he, – he whooped – I think it was 10-0 or something to that effect. Um, and so I kind of see Feldman doing something because Feldman's better than – probably better than Kaczynski because his movement is so strong. Um, so, yeah, something like that. I feel like Feldman's whole game is around that. It's like I'm more athletic yes. than you. I work angles. I know exactly. how to finish. Yeah. And we, we watch him beat NCAA qualifiers. Full, and the pit heavy's big. Full grown. Full grown yes. D1 guys. I don't think there's anyone that can touch him other than Christian Carroll. At, uh, yeah, I mean, high school. If I if I was coaching Borzma, uh, you know, not I, this weekend's gonna be tough, right? You can't make that many adjustments. But over the course of time, obviously, we've seen now a lot of uh, smaller heavyweights have success. And if you're a gigantic person like he is, you need to figure out how to use your size to your uh, as much of an advantage as possible. Yeah. Yeah, Feldman, I mean, Matt, we saw that with Zachary Knight and Ward. He's so good at, like, once he gets another shot, getting that head to a <coughs> knee, and it's just like the weight becomes so much less of a factor. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Feldman got to be one of the bigger favorites here of the, the weight think. class. I think so. Kind of crazy to see Colby Franklin. I just, Tyler had that graphic up there. Um, Colby Franklin up at heavyweight for this one. He's a he's a 195-pounder. But that lineup, Wyoming Sam, he just, you know, that's where they needed him this weekend. So kind of wild. Yeah, that is sort of surprising. Because Jack Dare is at 215. And then, and then Jude Correa at 190. They've done such a ridiculous job recruiting from all over the place at Wyoming Sam. I mean, literally, how many states do you think they have represented in their starting lineup? Great. I mean, it's a good, I mean, it's a good question. Uh, Cooper Hilton's from, what, Tennessee? Lillardall's from Missouri. Missouri. Dare's uh, Missouri. Yeah, let's see. Correa's um, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Classic. God, Gabe Gabe Arnold's from? Georgia. Yep. So lots. Yeah, they're they're from lots. all over, all over. Mm-hmm. They got they got you know some PA in there as well. Well, they're located, so that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that makes, that makes sense. sense. Okay. Well, looking forward to that as always. Great tournament. Always fun to watch. It's kind of center stage this weekend, right? It's the biggest thing in wrestling. I would agree. Yeah, I, I mean, saw. Bedlam is is interesting, but not as. Not um, as, not quite as interesting as Iron Man. So yeah, looking forward to it. Also, you, we're going to uh, hit the Ohio State duel at the that is correct at the gas station. So that'll be exciting. <laughs> the artist formerly known as the gas. station. The artist formerly known as the gas station. Also, um, either tomorrow or maybe late tonight. I'm not exactly sure on the time. Uh, Nifanov and Yazdani are going to wrestle. Oh really? Really? Oh really? The Iranian what? wrestling league. Wow. Were they YouTube in that or what? Probably. Just making money on the gambling. Uh, well, it's not a uh, walnut. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. I also think it's but a, it, it's a duel, and their teams <clears throat> made the finals. It's also That's a capital a crime team. in Iran to vote against or to bet against Yazdani. Yes, that could be. That will impact the the gambling for sure. All right, do you want to get into Bedlam Pickums? <laughs> yeah, let's do, let's do it. it. Okay, let's do it. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That's what Bedlam is. If you don't know. Now you know. You didn't know. So before we get into it, Bedlam does it two times a year. They love it for wrestling. Do y'all like the the two times a year? No, no, I don't either. <laughs> it's not as special. It, I agree. It seems unnecessary, especially because in the same conference and they, you know, their uh, their red shirts hit at open tournaments and all that stuff. Yeah, so like all of these guys wrestle two times a year because two times in the duel and then at conference. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they can yeah. hit at NCAs as well. And any other tournaments where there's over? I saw people um, asking for Iowa State to be two times a year, but I don't like it. No, it put it 
it uh, makes it more of an event when it's just one time a year. Yes, I agree. I would not change that. So JD went through and made the lines. We'll see if he did a good job or not. Um, starting at 125, Trevor Master Giovanni, number seven, versus number 19, Joey Prada. And JD made this line Mastro minus four and a half. How do you feel about that line, Christian? Huh? What'd you say? How do you feel about, how do you feel about that line? That's too high. It's too many That's points. what I felt like, too. It's too many That's points for like. Prada doesn't give it up easy. Um, and I, Mastro, I know he beat, I think, let me get inside JD's head. Scary thought. I won't stay there long. But <laughs> this guy beat Patrick McKee kind of soundly. So that puts you on a level. He beat him by four. And But here's the thing with Patrick McKee is like as great as he is, he's a scoring machine. Place. But he can give up points like crazy, too. Like Prada's yes. style. He could, Prada could never score as many points as Pat McKee. But also, a down, like a not optimized Pat McKee, is more likely to give up big points. So, yes. for that reason, I will take Prada and the points. I will also take Prada and the points. And he has not been bonused. Uh, he did get beat by five by Brandon Courtney. But Brandon Courtney's probably better than Nash. Courtney's good. Brandon Courtney's good. He got pinned by, so I'm looking like, he was not bonused at all this year. He was not he did bon- get Bonus last year. Jack Mueller's got his number. Mueller, but this is not Jack Mueller. Uh, but no one really else. No, yeah, nobody I else. Didn't, I didn't set the line at bonus points. Yeah, I know. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> not trying to put words in your mouth. All right, make sure you write these down uh, so you don't have to re-listen to the show like last time. Jamaica. <laughs> That's me how to do All my right. job. <laughs> I got uh, one thirty-three. I got Madrigal with the points. Dayton just is not. Uh, he's not against Spencer. Well, Dayton. I'm going Mastro. They don't know what the points are. They got. Oh, get, they're not. Bad. They don't have access. We haven't shared the entire nation on our Google sheet yet. So we got That's to tell them that we've got Dayton fix. Anthony Madrigal. Dayton minus ten and a half. Hmm. What do you think about that one, Bray? Bray, wait. You you weigh in too. You're I not mean, in our competition, but. Uh, I'll be, I'll be, okay, back at 125, put me down for Prada. But 133, um, I mean, it's. I think it's a question of whether Dayton gets it going on top. Uh, Magical has been solid this year. So I, I think – and I think didn't Magical keep this to a decision once or maybe not? It was at Big 12s and it was like uh, – It's critical. Big, big – He lost by fall actually. Well, not at Big 12s. That was at the duel. Six to one. Six um, to one at Big 12s. Magical keeps it close, uh, closer than yeah, ten, ten and a half. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, but a fall would be the over. Correct. JD, yeah. who did you take? You got to put it on wax because I know what you'll do. What what is that supposed to mean? Oh, you know <laughs> what? A fall you're, you? a, you're a no, freaking no, flip flopper. No, you're not gonna pick, and then uh, you know, then whatever happens during bedlam, that'll be a <laughs> yeah, pick. <laughs> you. Think I? We're we're up to you. Um, up to. I'll go. I'll go Dayton. What'd you pick for twenty five? Master. Okay. Well, oh, I love all this. Oklahoma State. I'm, He's going I am Oklahoma widening State. the gap here. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I can feel. It. I'm about to cut him. Purse's head. He's not even working up. <laughs> okay. You rode him for thirty seconds, so he doesn't even get his escape point. He didn't even get the escape. He is so <laughs> dejected. He's got to make weight tomorrow too. Oh, he's hurting. Oh, I got. Man. I got magical covering ten and a half. <laughs> I mean, Dayton. Um, yeah, it's a lot of points. Dayton beat Jack, uh, Jake Gleva 18-7, so that's a barely cover there. He beat Desario 7-3, then he pinned uh, Dion Pleasant. This could be – it's potentially right in the range, but I'm uh, 
more magical. Obviously, I think Dayton will win this match. But uh, in Madrigal, he had a great start to his year. He beat he beat Ragason, Bird, and one other good guy. He, he did get whooped by Mike uh, Michael McGee. We also got whooped by in the first duel last year. He lost McGee? by nine and ten points respectively. I, McGee can be a whooper. You know he uh, he yeah. is really good on top. Mm-hmm. Not that Dayton isn't, but it's a different sort of skill set, different sort of top game. So I'll take Madrigal to cover or lose. He could get majored, um, but I don't know. Although then again, it's like last time they wrestled, it was such a such a big match. It was literally the team race was on the line. And if Dayton gets the bonus, Oklahoma State wins outright. If he if Madrigal holds him off, then they got the tie. I think it actually came down to AJ, but that was like looking back. Yeah, it was one of the yeah one of those things. So Dayton could be like, I'm getting this one back. And the one thing with Dayton is if he can get the really make his pace a thing too, the points could start to pile up at, at the end. Um, I think Madrigal is clingy and difficult enough to like make a few attacks, yeah. like a scramble. He's really yep. hard to like finish 100%. on. Um, so that's that's what I'm thinking in that one. So you got Dayton Dwayne. I'm Dayton Dwayne. Wow. Good ride, cowboy. All right, this is a fun one here. If it happens. <laughs> Uh, Wait, why? Yeah. Why wouldn't Carter Young why? wrestle? Oh, Demas. Demas. Yeah, Demas. He, wrestle. he hasn't wrestled this year. That's a good point. I think the cut is a thing for him. So, Carter Young versus Dom Demas. JD says minus four and a half. This is a tough one. Uh, I'm going Carter Young. I am too. It's a lot of points. Ooh. Thing is, he yeah. could just get, like, first time feeling him, could just get bombed. But, like, Dom hasn't been doing that very much. Cardio is good at staying on the legs. Yeah. He Dom really is a hard guy. Dom has a, people have a hard time getting to Dom's legs, though. Yeah. I think I would definitely mm-hmm. describe that as one of his strengths. I like this yeah. line because it's like the first time you wrestle Dom Demas has to be the worst. Like that guy just lunging at you like that. Yeah. But I think Carter Young, I mean, I, I think he can keep it close. So I'm, keep, give me Carter Young. There's upset potential here. First match of the year mm-hmm. for, for Dom. Carter, you know, and the thing is, Carter had the loss to, to Minnesota, which is probably the reason for this line. If he were undefeated at this point, I think it'd probably be a few points closer. So, yeah, I'll take I'll take Carter to cover this. It is reminiscent of a other Oklahoma State Cowboy. At the time was 133, but wrestled 141. Don't came out as up. a true freshman. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> what could have been the goat Cade Brock? Mm-hmm. Dang it! Um, but Cade Brock did pin Cody Brewer in that match, so I'm taking Carter Young to cover. This that logically maps makes a lot of sense. I gotta put I gotta put on my calendar <laughs> that I need to watch that match right after the show is over. Yes, that that is no call, way. The, no the way. call. <laughs> it's, just, it's all so good. Oh, it's so sick. Um, G, Caden G fella versus Mitch Moore. This is crazy. Moore minus one and a half. I kind of, my thought here is just whoever gets points here, just take that person. It's <laughs> kind of my thought. Really? Because you think it's going to be that close? I, I just, no, it's not because I think it's going to be that close. It's because I have no idea what's going to happen in this match. No idea what Mitch Moore is going to do. I have no idea what Caden G. Feller is going to do. Um, I find them both to be quite unpredictable. Yes, that's true. I, I think the line is fair. 
But I don't know. I mean, G with points, he's looked a little better of late after the tough one against uh, Jaden. Yeah, whoop by Abbas. He did. Yeah. Um, I am going to go <clears> – <throat> I'm going to go Mitch Moore. I think he's been a little better, and then you G Feller, you can kind of see – whole bunch of things happening so i'm gonna go mitch moore <laughs> that's fair i think you know seeing g beat blockus decisively is pretty good evidence blockus is solid wins decisively i i don't know i think that's that's notable uh more had, a fine, more had a good cklv uh decent cklv he only lost to, to ridge love and sammy sasso which is pretty good he beat legend lamer um, he had the injury default against Jay Navis, which I did not oh, actually we'll, see that. I need to go back. I'm going to look at that right now, actually. Look at it. Look into it. I'm going to look into it. I'm going to see if I have the documents. What are you thinking, uh, JD? Mitch Moore. Wow. <clears throat> I'm really widening the gap here. What do you think, Bray? I, I agree with JD. I think Mitch Moore. Wow. I think, I, I don't know, something, <laughs> something tells me he may, uh, Mitch Moore may make it a pace thing in the end, in, in the, uh, the third period. I don't know. He gets that. Hey, let's go, Mitch Moore. He he just he doesn't get, shoot. He gets I know, but he gets that. He I mean, pushes. He, he pushes and he and he gets like sometimes he gets to a tilt. Sometimes he gets to you know he'll. So I, I think he's got that near fall potential. Um, he could hit him with a chin and arm. He could hit him with a chin and arm. Um, he's got that in his back pocket. He does have the um, the pinning potential. Yeah, I'm all right. I feel great. I'm the only one riding with G. I'll take that. I just like Mitch Moore because uh, he looks oh, like Oh, wow. Hold on. I got, news. I got news for you guys. You want, you want this news? or you I'm want the, the press. I got the documents. We got the documents. I got the documents. He unsealed them. Mitch Moore, Mitch Moore was given the beat down to Jay Navis. Really? It was 12 to 3. He got takedown, 4 near fall, 4 near fall. <laughs> uh, escape, stalling point. Abbas got a takedown, and then there was injury time at 27 seconds, uh, and that was the match. Wow. Well, I'm on. How do you feel? Yeah, you're I, locked in. I'm on. What? I'm locked in. I'm locked. I just told you. No, 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 Christian. Christian, don't be so stubborn. I just told you, Mitch Moore was beating Jaden Abbas like a rented mule. <laughs> he would. He would not rent. He's more fiscally responsible than that. He would purchase a mule. And I don't know. It's like G is a guy with, um, you know. Undulating performances, up Undulated. down, you never know. So yeah, I'm the, I'm the smallest J possible. Right. Um, I'm sticking oh, with him. Oh, I'm even more it's gonna, Oh, it's a concussion. I don't know if he's gonna be wrestling, boys. Who? They they shoot and they hit heads at the same time. Abbas's forehead hits uh, Mitch more like right there. I don't know if this match is gonna happen. Wow, concussions so, aren't real. So he was crushing them and then. <laughs> Yeah, he's whooping default. him. Wow. Correct, yes. Yeah, he might be in the protocol. And he, he's down He's down for a while. I mean, he's literally laying on the mat for two minutes or so. Dang. I think yeah. it was his brother. I don't know if his brother had concussion problems or, or he had like a really Oh, tough, he's wobbly walking of, off a little bit. That's not good. Okay, we probably good. will see it. If Mitch Moore doesn't wrestle, I, autom I automatically win. Those are the rules. No, no, no. It's we should get that because you made a stupid pick. <laughs> I would. Have... <laughs> you just call Jaden Feller stupid. <laughs> he called you stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm used to that. 
<laughs> That's nothing new. All right, number uh, or <laughs> excuse me, one fifty-seven. Well, I don't like this one. You don't like it. Wyatt Sheets versus Justin Thomas. He's I have got no it idea. As a pick him. Might as well flip a coin on this one. Flip a kern. Um, what do you think, uh, David? Hmm. This one's tough, but uh, give me Justin Thomas. I think uh, these guys. I don't. I don't know if they've gone back and forth or or not, but. Uh, Justin Thomas is going to get it done. Well, hold on. Is this in? This is in, in, so- in Norman Soonerland. Okay, yeah. Give me Justin Thomas. Nah, I'm, t- I'm taking Thomas. I'm going with Sheets. Um, even though he majored him and beat him in tiebreakers last year, um, and he's like three and four against him. Um, you know all the mounting evidence, but <laughs> not a great CKLV for for Justin. He lost to. Dijon Casto and Jacob Wright. Well, not great. Well, he's um, six seed and he finishes seven, so... Right? Not the end of the world. Not the end of the world. No one's panicking, but I'll take I'll take Sheets. Oh, sheets. I'm going to go Sheets. I'm going Sheets. Oh, after all that. Um, give me... Give me old Justin. Old Justin. That's what we call him. We've been calling him that for a long time now. <laughs> old Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Trusty Justin. Okay. He's pretty old. I guess so. Okay. Travis Whitlake versus Joe Grello. Uh JD thinks this is Whitlake minus uh, eight a, and a half. That's a big line. I would I mean Whitlake's the obvious winner here, but holy moly, that's a line. Hmm. Eight and a half's a lot, but Whitlake's got decent top game. Um it was eight so Grello lost eight six to Valencia. 8-2 to Matthew Malcolm. 4-0 to Phil Canigliaro. Um, happy birthday, Matt Malcolm. Wow. Yeah, happy birthday. <clears throat> I mean, look, you know, you're losing to Lopers. You're in danger here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ooh, I think Grella's getting going to get bonused here. I, I, it's tough because 8.5, if this was 7.5 or 8, feel good. But, like, when the 8... <laughs> When the eight—that's why. When the eight point is like that's the goal. Then you like, can get it. Yeah. Darn. Wait. That's good hold on. Is think. it Mount Malcolm actually pretty good though? Yeah, you're national at Iowa, champ, right? You're at Iowa for a year. Who's national champ at Iowa? Just kidding. <laughs> no, no, he's national. Someone say he would have been. been. Yeah. But wait. So <laughs> why? Wasn't why wasn't pastures he? In Carney, Nebraska. <laughs> why wasn't he seated at uh, at the CKLV? Because Joe Girl had him first round. I don't know why I wasn't seated. Who knows? Because he, he, he beat the eight and the nine, right? I, I mean, so he beats Grello and then Ferranti uh, in the first two matches. And he freaking blew it against Bubba Wilson, who he's beaten earlier in the year. Uh, double dang, Bubba. I know. He got Bubba. I'll, I'll All right, I'm going, I'm going Grello. I'm going Grello. I'm going Whitlake to cover. I think it's going to be like a five to eight point win mm-hmm. for Whitlake. Okay. We're getting a lot of different answers here. I like it. Mine will end up being right. All right, I'm, I'm going to uh, plot by fall. Wait, hold on. He's got a pick. That's right. Okay. Yep. Oh. Give me, give me Whitlake. Yeah. W is going to have these boys whipped into shape, ready to go. Oh, they'll be ready. Yeah, I think this. He one just gets got a bunch of Grella. Omaha steaks. I saw delivered to him literally during an interview wow. that he was doing. So these boys <laughs> are going to be fed on good <laughs> old Heartland beef. <laughs> Oh I think Joe Grello will allow a 10-point defeat out of respect for John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I am salivating thinking about this one. Um, <laughs> love, we love you, Shane. I think uh, 
I think hey, I think this one gets away from Grello. Give me Whitlake. Yeah. Uh, he kind of gives him up. Ben loves it. All right, this one's crazy. I love it. I love it. Ooh, Dustin baby. Plot, Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ant-Man making a line for Ant-Man is nuts. These That's... guys have split in the past. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I believe uh, Plot's shoulder may have been split as well. That's in, true. In those situations. Yeah. So far, Shoulder Watch uh, 2021 looks, looks a little better. It's not coming out. He hasn't had to shove it back into place like Troy Nickerson. Uh, so that's a good sign. I think Plot runs it up on him. Uh, four and a half. I think this this can flirt with a major. I don't, I'm trying to remember. Mantanona did not have a great Vegas, I don't think. He, yeah, he lost two. Plot. He went one and two. Lost to Ninehouse and Urias from CSU Bakersfield. Okay, that's not great. That's not that's not a good loss. That ain't good. So like Ant Man does this though sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm going. If he loses, all right. So basically, if he loses, you got to figure he's losing big on the big side. Yeah. If he wins, he's yeah. gonna win by like pin or something crazy. I think yes, it's 100%. I think it's I think it's unlikely that Plot would win by one to four points. So. I totally if, he, if he's to win, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but the, I mean, the other thing that's crazy about Ant Man is like Plot could be up by ten, and then Ant Man could get could get six and or lose by four. Versa, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, no, he's, six by that point, he's too tired to get six. He's I don't got, know. He's got to get the six early. He loves being down by yeah. like ten or eleven points, and then and then uh, he loses to sleep, and then just like reaches back. And <laughs> I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like he gets up huge, and then it's like, yes, can he hang on with his twelve like. point lead? Sometimes that yeah. does happen, but there's there are also those matches for Ant Man where like he is just he looks like he's just getting killed, and then all of a sudden he pins somebody. But but I, yeah, I, I I think I'm going plot here because because part of the thing is like to put people in danger. Ant Man has to <coughs> take risks, and that and then he's going to give up points, and so that's just how it goes. He has to spend money to make money. He's a classic spend it to make it. Yep. Uh, it's like Sion at the craps big, table. Big, yeah, big spinner. Oh my gosh! I never played craps, but I watched. It's horrifying. <laughs> the the money goes. The money went uh, so fast for so no. many of my friends. Oh yeah. That you oh, you yeah. went. They oh, lost it all. Night. They were homeless. Yeah. That, that was a terrible night of craps that you watched. It was bad. You guys oh, might JD, as well be talking about Ant Man style right now. Yeah. Well, I got it all back though when CP wasn't watching. Really? <laughs> yeah. Right. Ollie got hot the oh, last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Big Ollie did. I, poor Wait, Ollie was there, too. Ollie never stopped in to see our show, either. What the hell, yeah, Ollie? Big hater. I don't know. What else can it. you say? Ollie, Ollie hates you, and maybe us. Who's <laughs> to say? Until he comes back and shows himself, we have to assume Ollie hates us. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay. 184 pounds. When is this duel, by the way? Well, I, I never watch. gave my pick. Oh, okay. Sorry. I love you, Ant-Man, but I'm going plot. This is bulletin board material. This is what Ant-Man needs. It's true. Ant-Man is best when his back's against the wall. Nobody believes in him, and he's going to do something crazy. <laughs> so this is, we are pro Ant-Man. Don't let these picks uh, give any other impression here. JD, before we before we get too far out of the, the Mantanona conversation, is there is there like a prop bet on the chances that the crowd demands Troy Prop man at 165 bet. instead of Joe Grella. What oh, are we? Yeah. What are we doing there? I would. I would bet that they do. That the crowd demands Troy man. Troy man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if we were in the crowd, that's what it would be. I think we would have signs, mm-hmm. body paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, 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 all. It's all on the table. All right. 184. Dakota Gear versus Darian Roberts. And a big old line, the biggest line of this line. duel, 
Gear minus 11 and a half. That's a whole lot of points. Because he's beaten him by 11 and 12 in the past. Hmm. Mathematically, I don't. I still am not following. Um, so what do we do? <laughs> what are we to do with this information? What are you going to do, Ben? Uh, I feel like Roberts is slightly improved. And 11 and a half points is a lot of points is what I'm thinking. So I feel like I should go with Roberts. But it still makes me nervous. I'm gonna I'm go with Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. So he's already got 14 matches on the year. Uh, a 3-2 loss to Caleb Romero, who's awesome, but not. Mm-hmm. That's a very Caleb Romero type of win. Yep. Get the takedown. No one's taking him down, kind of thing. He yep. um, he lost to Jonathan Lowe, 5-2. He lost to Britt Wilson, mm-hmm. who's good, 8-1. Yeah. I kind of. I'm with you. I think uh, I think yeah. Roberts. I know matchups matter, and clearly it hasn't gone his way, but it's just some pretty encouraging results on the whole. So I think he keeps it within 11 and a half. I mean, my gosh, he could lose by 11 and we win the bet. So that's pretty that's good. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The other thing I think you guys have to factor in, which I'm gonna maybe I shouldn't be telling you this because I'm definitely going to factor in the next match also, is that it's very likely – by this point, that the duel is well in hand, and they and the o- Oklahoma State guys don't feel the need to like go get an extra bonus point. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Could be, could be, could be. That's likely. Or maybe they hate Very the likely. Sooners and want to well, yeah, run it up. They just want to run it up. I think there's a lot of teams that would... maybe somebody's in the stands talking trash and they want to shut them up. That could be. <laughs> That's possible. That... Yeah, I don't. I mean, man, at this point, at this point in the duel, I think it could be like three matches to four. Pretty easily, or you know, for either What's team, right? I mean, like Demas is going to be a favorite. Mitch Moore, G Feller is a toss up. Justin Thomas Sheets is a toss up. I don't. I think Prada's even got a, sh- a shot. I, I think I at this too. point, there's still there's still a chance oh. that that the duel is is uh, intact, is especially with so I, so I feel like man, yeah, I feel like Whitlake mm-hmm. wins almost for sure. Uh, Gear is almost for sure. Fix mm-hmm. and Masto are. Really, really highly likely. They could obviously win at 41, 49, 57. So I feel like Oklahoma State's going to win like 7, 3, 8, 2, somewhere in there. No way. I don't think so. I think it's 6, 4. Wow. I think it's 6, 4. Um, yeah. There's a Pro chance it's a 5. There's a chance it's 5, 5, and, I, and that wouldn't like that wouldn't be crazy. To 5, me. 5. No, you're crazy. No, there's totally a chance. Crazy. Look, totally crazy. If Prada gets a win over Master, are you shocked? <laughs> are you shocked at that result? I'm surprised. I wouldn't say shocked. It's a little too extreme. Yeah. I, I mean, I might be like a little surprised, but not that much. Prada's had some incredible results. And then if they win at 41, 49, 57 um, and heavyweight, like, I mean, I think those are probably likely. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think it's 7-3. So I, I, would, I would say if you're telling me I'm thinking OU wins 41 okay. – 49, maybe 57 in heavyweight. Yeah. That's a 6-4 duel. We got a stew going. We, brother, you got a stew going. That's right. All right. 100 and – did you pick? You picked, right? Mm-hmm. You yes. pick gear? Gears of War? No, 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 no. I said Roberts. Okay. Give me Roberts. So you made this bogus line just so you could win it. I get I get Everyone uh, sees what you're doing, uh, dude. Uh, a little bit put it right in between the, <laughs> the past two results. Totally – <laughs> it's very transparent. 197, <laughs> AJ Ferrari, number one versus number eight, Jake Woodley. Ferrari minus four and a half. 
kind of like this line. I, I like I like Woodley in this. Woodley's kind of hard to whoop. Um, four and a half points is quite a few points, and because because the duel is not hanging in the balance, you know, Ferrari's out there, you know, flexing on people and being cute and whatnot. He's not he's not gonna give them a serious beatdown. He got six two'd by um, Schultz at Vegas, which is right in that range. I think we all think mm-hmm. that that uh, Albert's a little better than than him. Well, last year he lost to Ferrari eight four and three to two. Mm-hmm. I think I. Some of you may hate to hear this, but I think AJ's getting better. That's no, that's probably true. He looks. I think he looks really, really good. Um, He's got a hundred percent bonus right on the season. I think. I think he hasn't wrestled. He majored the yet. goat next Emmett. He did. <laughs> that one didn't count though. Almost it didn't him. count. He wasn't trying though. That's Have true. You put, did you factor that in the line making? Uh, I got Ferrari covering this. I think. The guy loves the show. He's gonna want to make a make a statement. Um, he loves winning bedlam. bedlam. He yeah. <laughs> this guy gets more. He hates jacked the up. Sooners. He hates the Sooners so much. He's flexed on every athletic team they have. He did a throat slit to the football team. <laughs> yeah, he's cutting throats. Oh I mean, goodness. don't let him get around the equestrian team. It's, there's no. He's unstoppable. So I think AJ wins it here. He's super. By deep. how many? Five, uh, six, I, seven. I think, I think six, six to eight. Okay. Saying AJ by five. Okay, so you're you're taking the. Uh, I'm taking Ferrari. Ferrari to cover from room, and you're taking Woodley, Ben, right? Correct. So you and fell a little further. Behind. And I'm and I'm going ice cold emoji, pistol emoji, flex Ferrari flex emoji, emoji car yeah, car emoji, emoji, smoke emoji, exclamation mark emoji, DNA cowboy emoji, emoji, Italian cowboy emoji, emoji Ferrari Italian gets flag it done. emoji, Italian, Italian emoji, <laughs> Italian flag, American flag, yes. And uh, give me Ferrari. OSU gang. For emoji. Okay. Now we come down to heavyweight. Uh, they should start at a different weight than 125 pounds. Because this is probably the least interesting Maybe start match. at heavyweight. Start at heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what, that's what you should do. Good idea. I, I know uh, Coach Smith's very uh, traditional. They probably want to start at 25. Yeah. Well, then what do you think about this one off the scale? Serber Heinzelman off the scale. <laughs> yeah, what, how do we? Yeah, how do you factor? factor in? I, well, um, I could look at what Josh Heinzelman weighed in at. Um, so I took a picture of the weigh-in sheets from one day at Vegas. Um, I think he'll be fine. But yeah, speaking he, of craps tables <clears throat> in Vegas, his dad. we uh, we uh, I played all night with Mr. Heinzelman one night. Okay. <laughs> He's a good guy. Did you get any uh, intel? Did you get any intel about this match? He weighed two fifty four point four. So wow, he had a, he had a severe cut. <laughs> He's way under. Um, and I'm sure that uh, yeah, Cerber's not big either. So no uh, real factor there. This is a pick 'em. Well, how do you how do you decide on that? It, to me, Heinzelman is a sort of a decided favorite. Favorite. Right? I don't know. I mean, Cerber got to start over Austin Harris. Yeah, that, that was kind of what I'm based on. Cerber <laughs> doesn't have a lot of results, but like. That alone, I think, kind of shows you where he's at. Heinzman didn't have a great CKLV, so he lost I'm going to, Cerber. He lost to uh, whoa, wow. He lost to Riley Smith. Whoa. That's not good. But he he also lost to the goat, Castan Gary. Uh, he beat Del Garbino. So he beat who beat Cassiope? Yeah. So Top we'll, 10 be, we'll be sticking with that for a while. <laughs> yes, that will be. Uh, yeah, that will be a thing that's said. I, I got Heinzman. No, no probs. 
No probs. You're not even wet? I'm not sweaty. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? Man, I'm uh, I'm thinking about picking the upset with Serb. I just looked at his record last year. Like scoring a lot of points, getting some big dubs, and that's what's up, man. <coughs> I'm going server for the upset. Okay. No turning back. Give me Heinzelman. No turning back. Malik or Josh? Well, now this is my most for my Oof. my biggest match. I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. All right. Now yeah. we just made it. You got to finish <laughs> with heavyweight now. Okay. Mm-hmm. You also put on here Carson Karsler versus Jake Wenzel. Holy cow! Yeah, well, that's. Uh, all, that, that duel doesn't have as many great uh, or highly ranked matchups, but that one's a lot of fun. That's a, I mean, what a, what a test that is for Karsla. <clears throat> and, you know, for Carson, the, let's see, seeing where he's at underneath against a super elite rider who has not looked great this year. Mm-hmm. Winslow has not looked good. I feel like Carson will have enough of a um, takedown advantage to either not go under or go under and... Just not get turned, right? Just be a yeah. little more risk averse. I, I was really impressed with Carson, and I don't know what's up with Winslow so far this year. I'm, I haven't checked his results like last week, but I mean, he only took the uh, one loss to my right. Three one win. Edinburgh. I was like, it was like what? That doesn't make sense. The whole pit team seemed a little sluggish um, in the opening rounds. It could be I don't know if it. You know, an early season training thing for them as a team or what? But I didn't think they looked their best. He lost to Brian Meyer. That's concerning. Yeah, I th- I think I think I got Carson covering here. I forgot there was a line I got, involved. Uh, I got opposite. <laughs> I got um, Carson winning by either one or two points. He will not cover the two and a half points, bro. Okay. Yeah, Mitchell's yeah, hard to score points on. He's very difficult to score points on. Uh, so I think it's going to be like a 4-2 or 4-3, something, somewhere there. I have Carson winning as well, but I'm kind of with you, Ben, that the line is making it tricky for me to pick. And I, I, um, I'll go Winslow to cover, mm. but Karchla to win. Okay. I think, this is, I think this is a, a match where – Karchla gets a takedown in the first, and then and then probably late in the match, Wenzel's trying to get one, and Carson gets another one. So he covers, but just just barely. I think the line's going to be That's in the balance barely. late. Good line, JD. Great, great, fantastic job, JD. Great line. Wow, We're, we are proud. All right, you did the Dan Hodge Trophy rankings. Um, what? How how are you handling that? Uh, with, um, you know, you got some. Guys I think you got to take Spencer out till he wrestles a match. He discussed that. I, I did. We're only a quarter of the way through the season. And because of that, not yet, although probably like the next update, I think Spencer could come out if he doesn't wrestle because then it will be enough to hurt him. But the way I looked at it, so these are kind of a a little bit of um, their likelihood to win at the end of the season and yeah. uh, their cur- yes, their current season dominance um because if it was just off this season like i don't know gable might not be likely gable wouldn't be number one either then you know someone else would be up there but i think spencer as a returning two-time Hodge trophy winner has earned enough slack to only wrestle say three quarters of a season and 
still win. So if he wrestles next week and then wrestles at Midlands, one, I don't think that's going to happen. That both those events, then I think you're you're right to keep him. I think if he misses both of those events, then yeah, yeah, he's just going to get gonna be, It's going to be tough for him. Well, it's going to be interesting because they kind of improvise. They get a little jazzy with their with their rules <clears> and how they give the trophy as of late. Don't but, don't even get me fired up, Piles. Um, sorry, just the last just, year was crap. Don't get me started. We're not. I didn't even mention it. So no, you mentioned it. They said it, you said a little jazzy, a little jazzy. I mean, you're done like a little, a little jazzy. jazzy. We don't want to get jazzy. We don't want to get cute. Here's what we do. Like we jazz. want to have we want to have a rule set. Oh, yeah, we want to pick a winner based on the rule <laughs> set that we have. We don't want to make up new rule sets because we don't get the right votes in. That's what okay. we don't want to do. Okay, so we all know that Ben prefers uh, funk over jazz, and that's why he's getting a little emotional here. So I think what's going to be interesting is, let's say Spencer, here's the here's the hypothetical. Spencer wrestles Penn State, Oklahoma State, Big Ten's NCAs. You can't he's give him the hodge for that, bro. Undefeated and, and Tech or Penn. the the best uh, dominant score. You can't you that's, say no. No, that's 10 matches. Um, depends on... What the next few guys' dominant score looks like, how many pins they have, so, things like that. If 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 he's a four timer, okay. Here's here's how you can do it. You can do it very easily. If he's a four timer, he's gonna have the best career accomplishments. If he yeah. if he does it with two torn ACLs, that's you can you can say what you want. That is like amplifies heart. the heart factor, which is a criteria. Um, Knees amplify the heart. That's like there a you go. Movie. Wow, put that on a shirt. Ironside, that's are a Spencer, no, Are Spencer's think... knees even hurt, or is he just doing this to win another Hodge? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he has no ACLs. It's just a... Uh... I, I just think, listen, man, if, if a person's wrestling 25 to 30% of the season, to consider them for an award like this is... And li- li- we all know, given he's healthy, which he's not, he's probably the best guy, and he's the best bonuser. But if you're going to have a guy who's going to wrestle 30% of the season to give him a season-long award... Um, because of because you know that that's probably actually the case. If he was healthy, it's just not the right thing to do. Here's my prediction: if he does that exact season I described, he wins the Hodge again. They probably. I'm Oklahoma not saying State. they won't because we we know how Win Magazine feels. Oklahoma State, Penn State, Big Tens, NCAs. He wrestles all those. He can't like uh, if he only does the qualifier and two regular season events. Okay, let me tell you that. Let's let's do this, Christian. He does that, and he gets non-bonus in three matches: the Big Ten Finals against Nick Soriano, um, the we'll just say NCAA Semifinals, and then the NCAA Finals against Nick Soriano again. The, those are both really competitive matches. So, out of his ten matches that he gets, three of them are non-bonus. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do, man? Then it really depends on when, what when magazine will probably still give it to him. Well, Gable's not going to wrestle a full season either. I mean, the notion that Gable's going to get 30 matches is... So the question becomes, gonna who's going to go undefeated this year? That's that's kind of a yeah. great starting point. Who Do do we think 33 is going to have an undefeated person? Yo, if like someone like Keegan can run the table at 65 and keep so, his bonus rate up, I'm saying. He'll, he'll win over... Uh, I don't know, man. A fresh... Or, Fret quote freshman. I don't know if he yeah. will. He has the highest yeah, bonus... Or he has the highest dominant score of anybody on this list right now, JD. Yes, yeah. he does. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, like, Yanni Yanni's bonus is not where it needs to be. Obviously, Wick's a good bonuser. Deacon's a decent bonuser. Carr is. So I mean, it, it's a lot to be. How are how are these guys' seasons going to materialize? Staraki and Brooks. How are their seasons going to materialize? Um, I think the, those are going to have a long way. But if you're telling me, so I I just mentioned Keegan, Deacon, Wick, Carr. Brooks, Staraki, and I'm taking Yanni out because he's not been bonusing well, but let's put Yanni back in. That's seven guys. If if one or two of those seven guys finish the season undefeated with a relatively high bonus rate and and they've wrestled the majority of the season, so we're saying you know somewhere between 25 and 35 matches, and Gable and, and Spencer wrestle 10 to 15 matches, um, man... You want Gable to me, Gable and Spencer saying, Hey, we're doing this to get the title, and we didn't care about the whole season, so you don't well, award them. I wouldn't for... say they don't care about it. In Spencer's case, I, I think Gable is trying to do a couple of different things. All Spencer wants to do yeah. is win, win NCAAs. It's not that he doesn't care about the season, he's just not able to. So I said he's doing it for the title, he's going to win the title. Well, okay, but you said he doesn't. It's, it is not, uh, I can't imagine. Spencer is liking that he's not on the mat competing right now. And if I, didn't, I didn't make that argument at all. Well, you said he doesn't care about regular season. Well, I mean, obviously there's other factors. Right? If he was completely healthy, we'd have a different story. But He's prioritizing he, NCAA. Correct. Say is a better correct. way to phrase that. And the Hodge Trophy is, a, is an award for the person who has the best season. And if you choose not to wrestle in the season, then you don't deserve to be eligible for the award. That's, all I'm, that's the argument I'm making. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting, and of course, so much has to happen. It's all hypothetical till we get to the end of the line, which is when the season's yes. over. Um, but I think there's a chance for so many undefeated. I don't know if there is or not. Like, is is Tarachi gonna? Go, is Tarachi's probably gonna go undefeated, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, I gave know. you seven really good possibilities there. Yeah, and I don't even know if you said Gable, AJ. I mean AJ. So I didn't say AJ. I mean AJ's his bonus. Well, his bonus is decent. <laughs> He's at 100 right now. That's not bad. Pretty decent. <laughs> yeah. And, then I, I, and I didn't say RBY or Dayton, who who obviously one of them cannot be undefeated. Um, it seems like one of them, them will either. be, though. seems like one of it them seems will likely, be. seems likely, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and I don't know if either of them will have enough bonus to... And it's like, I don't know, if, if I'm Spencer and I'm in the season and I don't get the Hodge, it's like, well, yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have got it. I didn't wrestle the season. Like, I, I understand that. He already that's, got two. He got two. I already got, I already got two. I'm doing this for my team, so we have the best chance of winning another title. Because, honestly, if it wasn't for the team, if it wasn't for the team aspect, he might have taken a medical this year. A thousand percent he would. A thousand percent. Right? That's what yes, I'm saying. Absolutely. So he might have taken – Last March, he gets surgery. He takes the medical. He comes back in the next season and wrestles a full. Mm-hmm. Wait, does he still have a regular red shirt left? He's got a yes. regular. He's got a medical. He was yeah, free so, freshman year. So without the team component, he doesn't really even wrestle this year. So, yeah, I mean, I it's just yeah. Spencer is Exhibit A. Why you don't and Spencer is not a great example because he's such a, a phenom and always was, but like. It's why you wrestle guys when they're good to go, when they can go wrestle them. And not that they're going to probably take the year this year, but like if it were different circumstances, he certainly would. It's like Greg Sharp yeah. put another team on his back, though. He really is. Um, yeah, the only reason he's he's going to wrestle is for the, the team. team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if he wins his fourth and Iowa wins a title, 
I don't think he's going to probably trip too much on not winning a third Hodge. Yeah, and that's and it's fine. Like you already got a couple. You're doing this for the team. You're not doing this for yourself at this point. Yeah, the lore yeah. for him doing that again would be would probably outweigh the prestige of a Hodge, really. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I will say one guy who could maybe has an argument to be in at this point, but Colton Schultz has five pins. Um, well, yeah, we can yeah, see what's going on in the office. But uh, that one's, he's, that one's he's hard envisioning. With five pins. Him. But that, that will fall off. That's, you know. A couple. Yeah. But, yeah, being on the list, for sure, yeah. He could get, I mean, yeah. Yeah, sneak in. Maybe Colton Schultz could would definitely win the um, the Shellis Award for sure. I mean, the best, we're talking best pinner. He's he's probably going to win it. I mean, maybe you have it. You know, Keegan's probably going to get a bunch of pins, and maybe there's a few other people. But Colton Schultz is likely going to be on on the very high end of that list. Yeah, that's a lot of pins. Most, forget this is a this is kind of a pinning award. It's not just a number of pins. Is <laughs> the second got... criteria. Yeah, no, 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 I'm saying for the Shellis Award. Yeah. The pinning award. Um, Mizzou actually has a dude with uh, eight pins already. Wow. Uh, he's a, he's a he, uh, what is his damn name? He's a backup heavyweight. His name is, I saw it somewhere, uh, Cold, Cold Chef, maybe? Okay. Cold Chef for Hodge. Yeah, he's on the short list now. Put him on the, get him in the <laughs> rankings. No, for the Shallows Award, you knuckleheads. <laughs> no, I'm not ruling it out. Okay. Even Cold Chef, he has got 17 matches already. Uh, and he has eight pins. What a beast. Boom. Okay. Um, want to get to some questions? Hodge talk is always fun. Hodge I want to hear this Mo Bar- Braun try to argue with my heavyweight critique because I'm now, a, this I'm a man Mo Braun apparently apart. left like a 10-minute series of voicemails. <laughs> okay, we did we consolidate that? that? No, we're out. He, no, we're no out. we did not. He left several. Um... <laughs> How do you know which one to play? Uh, well, you know, yeah, I just picked a couple. One, some of them were too long to play. Got it. Um, Why would he we're not going to play for three minutes? Mail? I don't know. But um, <laughs> are you are we going to listen to it? Yeah, Tyler, if you want to pull him up there in yesterday's folder. Oh my gosh, this is so funny. heavyweight. Yep, heavyweight. heavyweight. Great movie. You seen that movie, Ben? Uh, I, I do believe when I was that was like 1993, maybe or somewhere around there. I don't think it was that. Is that the know. one I'm thinking about? It's in the 90s. Um, I'm thinking about 95. Okay. 95. I wasn't far off. Yeah. You Did you Wasn't Ben still learn that? No. You, you dropped 30 pounds in uh in uh, like sixth, sixth grade. grade. Yeah. You were you were the perfect heavyweight's demographic. <laughs> All right. All right, let's listen to Mo. Let's listen to Mo Braun. This is Mo Braun calling back to finish my argument <laughs> about body mass and heavyweights. You got guys wrestling 16 to 20% heavier than them. Does that matter? Absolutely. You guys have discussed the physics equation. E equals MC squared. Energy produced by an individual weighing 200 pounds is greatly exceeds the energy produced by an individual weighing 220 or 240. Therefore, I pose that not only do heavyweights have to execute high-level techniques, I'll go a step further because you could easily justify that heavyweights have to execute extraordinary high-level techniques. <laughs> you got a dude coming at you that's 60 pounds heavier than you? 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you're going to dump him? Or you're going to pick his leg up for a single leg and take him down? Or you're even going to throw him? Come on, man! Cut Mo off. Cut Mo off. I have wrestled many a heavyweight in my day. <laughs> many a really good heavyweight. Mo's wrong. Mo doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> the, the technique level ben, at heavyweight. It's math. Yeah, can refute yeah. the science. I get, I, I get it. If science. you're if you're trying to do the things that some of these one twenty five and one thirty three is doing, you're not going to have a successful career at heavyweight. I mean, if if you look at Gable, Gable would be a relatively prototypical heavyweight. He is not two eighty five, but he's relatively large. Moves well. Great, great heavy hands. Great snap downs. Great go behinds. Good high crotch. Right. Few other moves, but you don't see Gable out there doing uh, you know one thirty three pound stuff. Simple. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I got a little problem with just Mo's basic take on physics. Which, he said he said force, you know, he brought up force equals mass times acceleration, and he said because they're bigger, they have more force. But he forgot about the acceleration part. The speed at which the lighter weights travel is like much quicker, right? So th- that's why that that's why that equation matters. And also, mm-hmm. it's 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 force met with force. It's not just like they're not running a forty or something. Um, yes. Yeah. It's. I, Come on, man. Come if on, I, man. If I go wrestle heavyweights, here I'm talking. I mean, I, listen, I know I wrestled Mark Ellis, the national <laughs> champion. I wrestled with Don Bradley. I wrestled Levi Cooper. I wrestled with Trent Hilger. I've wrestled with a lot of very good heavyweights. The type of techniques that I try to do against them are not the type of techniques I try to do when I'm wrestling a 157 or one. Exactly, because you have to hit the extraordinary heavyweight techniques. (laughs) No, I have to hit much simpler, simpler techniques. No, way less deep, way less deep. I have to stay in great position. I have to keep my elbows in. So you're better. Okay, I can keep a little higher positioning. Because to David Bray's point, they're not going to get to my legs quite as quickly as a little guy would, so I can raise my stance up a little bit. It's, mm. it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's Mo. Mo I'm, I'm glad you know your physics equations, but you're just not right. Well, Mo Brown, he, he's got a rebuttal for you. Tyler, can we play? Oh. Can we play this one? Already? <laughs> Is Mo on the horn? Oh, Is yeah. Mo Tyler? For Ben Askren, definition of high level at or a level above that which is. Normal or average. Click. Hello. This is Mo Ron calling for Ben Aspirin. What's this about heavyweights have no high level technique? Come on, man. Steve Marco, foot sweep. Not a high level. Come on, man. Terrell, du- Terrell Delagno. Not Terrell. high level. Come on, man. He's right about With that. high level. Nah, he's just normal. Come on, man. Kyle <laughs> Average normal. Come on, man. Terry right. McCoy. Average. Come right, on, man. All right. Check, checkmate, Ben. Checkmate. Oh god. You have no oh, rebuttal no. for that. Check Mo. That's right. right. No rebuttal. There's no rebuttal. Well, um, come on, none. man. Wow, oh, man. You just got owned on national TV. <laughs> you got moaned. You got moaned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, oh, uh, we got an email from Randy. You got that handy? Handy Randy? Uh, well, he just emailed in asking, who wants to know who will be on our Mount Rushmore after 2024? American Ooh. Mount Rushmore. Ronald Reagan. This is hard. I yeah. saw this question. This is Probably really Reagan. hard. No. Um, American Freestyle Mount Rushmore. It is Mount Rushmore season. All right. Jordan John. Helen. I think all have to be on there. 
Um, mm. Well, I mean, the hard part is what I mean. Listen, we don't. Here's another topic I need to bring up because and you brought me up. Kyle Snyder. I'm I'm mad at Kyle Snyder. I don't want to think that you and Sedge Live are friends. They call this breaking kayfabe in WWE, and Vince McMahon would fire people for doing this much. All right, fire Sedge Live. I give you permission. We we don't need to know that you and Sedge Live are friends. Sedge Live seems like a perfectly nice guy. Let me put it on Instagram. Don't put it on Instagram. I, I want I want to believe that you guys don't like each other. I want to be able to get into the matches, and if I think you're friends, I'm not going to be able to get into them as much. There's also a difference between being cordial and literally less ganky at, yeah. Yeah, at yeah. each other's houses. The less ganky is yeah. too far for me. Yeah, that's where you cross the too line. Far. Mm-hmm. You can't dance. Far. You can't dance with the competition. Mm-hmm. That's rule. And listen, one if it, if it's sport. true, if yeah, if it's true, just just let let me let me lead my disbelief that you guys aren't actually friends. Do you guys know the the uh, Vince McMahon firing people story? No. We should really bring on Chael because I'm sure he would tell it significantly better than I would, but. Um, I guess, you know, right? So the WWE guys, they're supposed to be enemies, but then, especially in the old days, they would drive from location to location together after, all right, after, um, after the show every night. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember, I think it might be like the Iron Sheik and Jim Duggan or someone, they got pulled over and they got arrested. And then there was pictures of them together. And Vince McMahon got really mad that people saw them in public together and thought and, and realized that they were friendly, you know, because people. <laughs> I know you hate this, Christian. It's still real to People me, damn actually, it. It's real to me, damn it. That, that's it. <laughs> I don't want them to break kayfabe. I don't want to know that they're friends. I want to think that they hate each other. Yes, and that's what makes yeah, rivalries great. Oh, like, you man. can say this yes. is cool, and I mean, it. it is cool and whatnot, but you know what's more fun as a spectator is Iowa, Iowa State. Yeah. yeah. Like, the heat. Yes. You that want the heat, and you can say whatever you want, but you can't deny that the heat is more interesting. Yeah. Heat, we want the heat. We love it. Um, yeah. Or maybe just be like, hey, yeah, at least let's hang out. But, you know, does everything have to go on Instagram? Do all our dances have to go on Instagram? Do yeah. All Kyle, the, yeah do Kyle, all the daggers you give me have to go on Instagram? If Kyle Snyder is going to fly to Sagalaya's vi- you know, village in a helicopter, he could at least throw a few water balloons out on the way. You yeah. Know what I mean? drop, drop. There we go. That yes. would get him. Yep. Thank you. That's a, that's a great idea. Um, wait. All right. So, so sorry. I don't even Mount Rushmore. Well, I think we all felt passionate about that topic. We all agreed on it, which is we great. Did. Great agreement. Uh, Mount Rushmore. But I mean, by 2024, David Taylor is going to be a decent option, seeing what he does. Kyle Dake will be a pretty good option. Kyle Snyder will be a good option. And, and possibly Jaden Cox. I mean, what if he wins 22, 23? Mm-hmm. And then obviously he could wrestle. He, you know, he's supposed to wrestle off. Kyle this time, but he could wrestle off Kyle next time. So by that point, he could have four world titles and seven world medals potentially. Yeah, but I listen. I don't think if if those guys run the table, do they pass Jordan or John? No, those two are still on it. Okay, so those two are on. Um, John John will never get off because John was the he was the trailblazer, right? And it took someone what thirty years to do, yeah, the same. Christian, yeah. you brought up Helen, and I, I think Pill probably like, well, what about Adeline? If she Olympics. wins an Olympic gold medal, then then it's a different conversation. But that Olympic gold is that's a that's a part of it. You're not on Rushmore without that, right? Yeah, no, you got to have the Olympic correct Olympic gold. Uh, she has two Olympic medals too. Um, 
and defeated goat. Anyone. She beat a goat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so but I, I think I think number four. I mean, and so I think we could also just do a women's and a men's. Also, I think that would be that would be much easier because there's yeah. just so many other factors that make it difficult. So we could do a women's and men's. So let's just do just the men's, okay. and we could do a women's separately. But you go John and Jordan, and now the last two, the last mm-hmm. two spots there will absolutely be feel, filled. By some of the names I mentioned, that will be modern era guys. We are in a, a golden era of American freestyle wrestling, and there's going to be no one in the past that's going to have the credentials. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's going to be Kyle Snyder, Jane Cox, Kyle Dake. I mean, at this point, maybe even Thomas Gilman might have six medals by that point, p- potentially, right? Um, there's someone else. I for- did I forget David Taylor? I meant to say David Taylor. Yeah, you, you have though. Earlier. Okay, so yeah, I, I mean, those guys will fill the last the next, two spots. Is the next guy in? Likely, yes. So if you did it today, I think if you did it right now, Snyder would be for sure. And then your last one would likely be, would you go Dake, Taylor, or Cox? Which one of them? I think Taylor slash Dake are in the lead over Jaden because of, yeah. um, well, last year. Well, maybe last Olympic year medal. too much in my mind, but the Olympic medal. Yeah. Not that Jaden doesn't have one. Dake, He's got one. The case for Jaden over Kyle is Jaden beat Kyle, and Jaden also has an Olympic bronze like Kyle. And yeah. they're both two time. Oh, no. Now Dake's a three timer. Three time um, champ. <clears throat> I Man. Probably Dake then. I mean, does Mark Schultz have better credentials at this point? I mean, there's no way Mark Schultz stays ahead of all of those dudes. Marshall to Bruce Baumgartner probably I guess maybe would be right now, but we Bruce know that's has, not yeah, gonna be Bruce the case has in three be years. on there. Bruce has two Olympic golds and thirteen medals. I mean yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. but Jordan, in you know who Mo wants. <laughs> Bruce. Come on, man. You're not gonna put Bruce on there? What about Terrell Blagnev? <laughs> I, I, so okay, so I think with Bruce, it's gotta be John Jordan, Bruce, Kyle right now. Kyle Dick. Yeah. Not, but no, it could absolutely Snyder. I think change. Snyder. Because they both have three. Dude, and he beat and a Kyle's goat. got the Olympic. Olympic champion, 15, 16, okay, 17. Yeah. Made more teams, more medals, more golds. Same amount of golds. He's three. They both have three. They both have three. Both have three, but he's got the Olympic. Yeah. Um, okay, that's good. Yeah. And I think Bruce, ba- I think Baumgartner gets bumped off before we get to, uh, after 2024. Potentially. Well, I think I mean there's going to be someone on this list. There's someone on the list that I gave you that's got five world titles by then for sure. Yeah, true. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, Come on. How much of is it a stretch to say that we may be watching the best ever 125 and 285 pound wrestlers in history up to this point? Talking about Spencer and Gable, obviously. At folk style wrestling. I think yeah. for sure. I didn't see a wrestling. Yeah, I think I think it's certain. I, I mean, think that's not that. Yeah, I think it's hard to argue. It's mm-hmm. tough to argue. Um, get, I mean, they both have sort of losses that you know can get other people in the conversation. Like Gable losing to Kassar twice, Spencer's losses to Pitch and Rivera. Um, you know, enters other people. But what they've done at the NCAA, so, Spencer's never lost there, and um, yeah. So, and I guess, Christian, the other thing that I, I would be thinking about um, when, was when I hear that question, when I mentioned it was not like the best four-year career, but like the pinnacle, right? Yes. So if we take their best version of them, 
versus anyone else's, are we seeing the best? And I, and I think in both cases, that's yeah. Best Spencer and best Gable, I think, beat all 25 and 185s. Yes. Uh, in existence. So that's a fun one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, get to some more questions from friends. Jed Cox. Could a 106 Mark Bader score bonus on a 106 Shane Sparks at each of their 106 I think so. Peaks? Bader's getting that bonus. He's putting the pace on I think him. so. Shane's going to yes. be eating too many wheat thins. Uh, Listen, I I don't want to pick on Shane. Listen, I know Wisconsin history. I don't want to I don't want to be too mean to Shane. But for a one, I think it ended in two thousand and one. Maybe maybe it was two thousand. There was a only private school division called the WISAA, and uh, they were not very good. And for example, in our conference, we had a guy who was a four time. So it was right. He he did the four time right as that division ended. And he would get beat up in conference, but he was a four-time WISAA state champion because it was private school only. So I guess uh, no one that was and that was where Shane wrestled. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So he um, went to I think Oshkosh, the private school in Oshkosh, wherever the hell that is. Got it. Um, yeah. I go yeah. Mark Vader, baby. I've never watched Shane wrestle, um, but I've seen Vader. He was a state runner-up in the WISAA. Vader was a couple-time Missouri state champion. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's got to be. Bader, Bader's weighed in. He said, without a doubt. Shane said Where's no ba- where? Shane said, no way? No. Uh, Wait, where are they? Where are they? T- is this on Facebook <coughs> chat or where, Twitter. where chat are you guys on? Twitter. Twitter. Oh, I see. I see. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, the, Tommy uh, at Napier922. Does Soriano pose a threat at 25 for Lee? Of course. Yeah. Of course he does. Especially now with the injury. Do these WWE NIL deals hurt the U.S. freestyle success? No. Yes. Of course they do. Why? Because oh, the NIL deals. The NIL deals. Um, yeah. Uh, the WWE attacked American wrestling by, by Gable <laughs> Stevenson. Stop. That is an attack. Stop. Listen, Gable's doing what's best for Gable. Gable, Gable would have done something else anyways besides WWE. He's I going think. on to make money. If WWE he would have done MMA, he and then he'll go into acting or something. I don't know. He, but like acting, he's going to be a freaking thespian. Acting, dude. He, he straight up wants to be like The Rock. He wants to like. Well, who, okay, yeah. who doesn't want to be like The Rock, the JD? Rock. For God's sakes. Well, I'm just saying. I'm gonna be. Are you telling me you wouldn't be the Rock? David Taylor doesn't want to be the Rock. David Taylor. Oh crap! David Taylor wants to be the Rock. Who doesn't want to be the Rock? I've been the Rock. It's fantastic. Yeah, but Gable's actually like doing it. Like he wanted to. Like he wants to be that level of superstar. Not everyone wants to be that level of superstar. Kyle Snyder doesn't want to be the Rock. He wants to win Olympic gold medals. That's true. But if it doesn't, if WWE didn't exist and there was no fake wrestling, I think Gable would be around a little longer. I don't think the options sure. would be right there. But good for I, Gable. I think he would have gone into like <laughs> MMA. And and I'm eliminating that as well. MMA doesn't exist anymore either. The only sport <laughs> that exists, exists in my world is just wrestling. Gone. Soccer, gone. Forget gone, about gone. it. Acting, gone. The world is just no wrestling. No more movies. We just um, wrestle. That's we like did my get world. It. All I do is wrestle. Yes. Um, that's why we haven't seen Iron Man. The only Iron Man we've seen is in the Walsh Jesuit gym. Um, yeah, people don't like people. We got a question about Snyder Live being uh, buddies, but um, asked and answered. I don't like it. Asked and answered. I don't like it. Asked and answered. Uh, okay, 
fun show. Lots of picks. It's a good times. Any questions? Anything else you want to get to before we call mm-hmm. it a weekend? Special schedule for next week, so you know. No show Tuesday. We're doing it Monday because we have the company offsite on Tuesday. It's a big party. We're going go karting at Circuit of the Americas. Go karting, and oh, I didn't yeah. get invited. This is crap. You can at, go at the, tra- at the F1 track here too. At the Formula the One private track. jet. Well, how fast do they go? Like a, hopefully, like an F1 car. Hundreds. Hundred, hundred, hundred. Really? If, if you're legit, no, they don't go that fast. Go 100 miles an hour. I'm freaking coming. I will buy a plane ticket. If you're paying for my go kart races, I will buy a ticket. Come on, brother. You can go kart. Let's go. You won't miss a practice. You gotta go you... 100 miles an hour. Okay, I'll. I will say they I go. Don't like missing practice. You're right. I know. You love it. Uh, I'm. I'm picking through the uh, the your Lex Friedman podcast. I'm just now watching. I actually had some questions about it afterwards. I want to talk like. We'll talk about time. drilling and stuff. Minutes. We'll talk about it next week. You we know, Brands, Brands went on Friedman, too. Brands, Danaher, all my heroes. Um, before we go, um, uh, rest in Austin oh, Legends yeah. uh, this past week, J.D. Hawkins and uh, Mark oh, Ryland. Yeah, yeah super good. sad, but uh, th- there's some Looks legends. They, they deserve some shout-outs, and uh, the legacy's going to live on. Yeah, so. thank you for reminding me of that, J.D. Rest <laughs> in peace to, to Mark Ryland, J.D. Hawkins. Um, Great dudes. Yeah, absolutely. And we will see you see you Monday. Thanks.